This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. Soon enough, I'll be able to say Happy Redemption Thursday. Think about that, my friends. It's close. I'm Jeff. That's Tom. Director Matthew in the house on Twitter. It's at Jay Cameron Show. Whatever the hell they call that thing now. On the X. Should just read dumbass. Uh, and, uh, of course, if you're watching on War Chant TV, thank you. Sir, That that's dumbass.com. <laughs> War Champ TV, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening on 93.3 FM. Practice starts today, guys. How about that? Let's just start with it. Uh, practice starts today. We'll be able to talk about football. And that's a good thing, being able to talk about football. When we do the show tomorrow, we'll talk about Arizona, Arizona State in the Pac-12, excuse me, in the Big 12. We'll talk about Washington and Oregon and maybe others to the Big 10. Uh, it's all happening. It's all going down, and it's happening fast. So Monday when we come on the air, there's a good chance that uh, the Pac-12 doesn't exist on Monday. What a time to be alive. Yeah, not a, it's, it's not great. It's not great that college football's traditions are gone. Uh, but it's a reality, and we're you know practical around here. Uh, we talk a lot about uh, – you know, the have and the have-nots, and you want to be amongst the haves. There's no doubt about that. It's uh, it's an ugly world out there right now. Everybody getting to where they can make the most amount of money because that's where it's at. That's what you got to do. The network's making decisions. I think most of these decisions are made by the networks. And and this is, this is now where we find ourselves. And so Florida State's in the midst of it. You know, yesterday it was everywhere. Uh, to the point where if you make the argument that Florida State has been on a year-long marketing campaign – to uh, to reach this point, to, to, to bring this to a crescendo, to the point where everybody is talking about what's going to happen with Florida State, the ACC, movement, conference realignment, et cetera, then you've succeeded because it started out with um, pretty innocuous, um, you know, sort of banal uh, tweets from the athletic director about Florida State's relevance in the um, – uh, in the national picture uh, from a rating standpoint where Florida State sits as a uh, media darling and as one of the central figures uh, in the sport. Uh, and then from there, uh, you had the whispers of uh, Florida State, the, the grumblings that Florida State was thinking about 
how to challenge the grant of rights. And then later on, you had stories about Florida State uh, and their meeting that was filmed with the Board of Trustees the first time that that began, began the discussion again, you know, with uh, Florida State and, and basically Michael Alford and Peter Collins. And so from that point forward, um, you know, it, it, it expedited uh, to where we were this week. And now yesterday happened, and it was on every national sports show. Uh, ESPN had it. Uh, it was on SiriusXM. I did four different SiriusXM shows. Um, this has been – I was on in Columbus, Ohio today with our old friend Bo Bishop. Uh, I retweeted that hit if you guys wanted to hear it. Uh, but it's it's Florida State is the talking point right now, along with conference realignment as a whole because of what's happening with the Pac-12 and what's happening with the Big 12. Have you found that you're getting attacked on behalf of FSU at all in some of these hits? Is there a terse tone, or are they just looking for information in an honest way? Uh, they, uh, no, they've been good. I, th- I think that the folks who cover college football and, and watch it and analyze it and have to talk about it or write about it on a regular basis, if they have you on, they want to glean information. They, they want to ask you what you're hearing from your sources in Tallahassee. They know I live and work here. They know I've covered this team for 25 years. And so if they're interviewing me from New York or Columbus or Los Angeles or Atlanta or whatever, they know that this is an opportunity to talk to a guy who's covering the team, who's talking to the athletic directors and coaches and players, et cetera. But I get where you're going because that is a response we've seen in the collective media of the conference, certainly within the ACC. That's been interesting, right? This idea that Florida State hasn't been good at football for five years, why are they talking, is hilarious and so short-sighted. It is really myopic. It's very much a uh, as-of-today point of view as opposed to understanding the cachet that Florida State brings with them every time they step onto a football field, uh, which was born out of a 40- to 50-year dominant run in the world of college football you know florida state is fortunate in that bobby bowden built a monster at just the right time you can never know when that's going to be you could be bud wilkinson you could have built a monster in the 1950s right but it's 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 now right it it, it happened as college football came of age in the television era florida state is this massive entity because Right as college football got popular and began to ascend, it used to be a niche sport in this country. It was people liked it because people went to school, so they root for their schools. But it was so far behind the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA, hockey, tennis, you name it. It was way down the list. It's now the second most popular sport in this country, and it's close. I mean, it's very, very close to like NFL numbers on some weekends if you get a marquee matchup. Now, the NFL is dominant week to week, but if you get a marquee matchup, Alabama's playing Georgia, the the country's watching. And so, because Florida State became a dominant and central figure during uh, during college football's growth, they have this cachet. They have this polarizing effect. It's not unlike the Yankees or any number of other very powerful sports assets or entities, okay? So the ebbs and flows of competition are always going to produce good decades, bad decades, good seasons, bad seasons. It's going to happen. But Notre Dame is Notre Dame. They're still going to be wildly popular because they're Notre Dame. I don't care if they go 3-9 and nine for the next 10 years. They're still Notre Dame. It's why Nebraska and why Miami 
still draw the kind of attention that they do. People, you bring up Miami, people have an opinion still. Why? They haven't been relevant in 20 years. They haven't mattered at all. Because they became a dominant program right as college football became popular, not unlike Florida State. And so that's what is so short-sighted about some of these tweets and these attacks from people who say, well, try winning the conference first. Okay, whatever, dumbass. We just won a national championship 10 years ago. We just won 10 games last year. Got a Heisman candidate. You got a bunch of All-American candidates. You got a bunch of kids that are being drafted in the first round. It's the Spear. It's Florida State. They're college football royalty. Period. They are. And that pisses Wake Forest and Louisville and whomever else off. Because they're not. And they never will be. Not in our lifetimes. And so you get a lot of this. You get a lot of the backlash, the, well, screw you. Maybe the ACC wouldn't be in such trouble if Florida State had been better more often. Okay, well, we've won three national championships since we came to the conference. I, just go to hell. That grant of rights was extended in 2016. I, I believe we were doing pretty well leading up to that 2016 signing. Now, we shouldn't have signed it, but if you're talking about maximum value, what we did the early part of the last decade, 29 straight national championship a berth in the first college football playoff. I mean, we shouldn't have to justify Florida State's bona fides. We all know what they are, and so do they. That's the other thing. It's disingenuous. So do these other members of the media that are tweeting out about Florida State's record in the conference the last five and six years. They know it, too. They know it, too. Of course they do. They're lying to themselves and or they're scared. It could be because they're going to cover an irrelevant conference, completely irrelevant, because anything relevant within the conference is leaving. It's gone. Yeah. Well, that is correct. Uh, It's a chance to take pot shots. I get it. That's fine. I don't care if you like, hate, indifferent, whatever you are about Florida State. There's no denying the facts. The numbers are the numbers. It's not my opinion. It's not an opinion. No, it's not about putting on garnet and gold colors and rooting for your school. It's just this is the empirical data. Right. Florida State's budget beyond the ratings is top five in either the Big Ten or the SEC right here today. Yeah. Yeah, While operating at a seven-figure, eight-figure deficit. Eight-figure, excuse yeah, me. Yeah, there, there's no doubt, Tom. This is, and, and again, this is an easy discussion to have when I go on these shows if it comes up. You know, I, all you have to do is cite the record, cite the numbers, look at the television ratings, look at the asset that Florida State is. It's not a question of will Florida State have a spot to land. It's, it's where and it's when. That's all it is. Florida State is a massive get for anybody that brings them in. Right. There was a, an attributed anonymous quote to an athletic director, I think Andrew Carter from uh, North Carolina, formerly in the Florida State circles. Mm-hmm. The athletic director said that Florida State could become San Diego State, right. the new SDSU. Sure. Irrelevant. Okay. Well, if that's the case... Then go ahead. Then and let us leave. Let us leave. What do you care? We don't. You don't even what need our money. What do you care? We're, we're ho- just San Diego State. What well, do you care? We're holding you back. Yeah. So just let us walk. It's I'm a sure- dumb comment. It's an asinine comment. It's it's not a comment that he believes. No. It's not. I, I'm well. That's why the athletic director didn't put their name to it. Of course not. But if we're such a problem because of the losing, then just let us walk. Mm. I'm sure you guys will be better for it. Let's see how that goes. The. The, the level of vitriol and the amount of uh, people that have, uh, you know, pushed back on this uh, is is sort of akin to the person being rejected in a relationship. You know, there's re- it's almost like there's pain in their heart of hearts that they're not wanted. They're not loved. 
They're not needed. It hurt. It hurts. If you've ever been broken up with, it hurts. I have. We all have. It hurts. That that's just a real rejection. Like somebody saying, "You're not what I want." Oh man. It, it, it's you have to go home and think about some things. <laughs> I mean, you got to look in the mirror. Well, and it truly is a divorce because there's going to be a settlement, and you'll get half. But you know what? You've been living off of my bank account for years. Yeah. So I'm going to pay you this one last time. Maybe, unless we can find some other yeah. pieces to this case to allow me to walk out scot-free. But you're going to get one more check, and then you're going to thank me for all the money I got you before today and today when I write you the check, because I'm giving you no more money. Yeah, that's it. We're done. It's all been off the work that I've done in this relationship. Well, it, 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 and it, listen, I get it. I get some of the frustrations. If you went to a school, root for a team, live in a town where the college is the thing and colleges are in, you know, small towns. So it is your life. It is your backyard. It is the thing you care passionately about. If you if you went to that school, cover that school, whatever, live in that area. And so it hurts to be rejected. It hurts to have somebody go, well, that's nice. That's your cute school. It's, it's great. But we're going to move on. And it's not, I don't, to me, I know, I know how that sounds. It sounds condescending. And I don't mean it to be. That's the reality of that situation. It's not like these universities are going to close their doors. They're going to continue on their academic mission. They're just not going to be playing with the big boys in sports. What's so hard about that? Continue your academic mission. As Jim Phillips has talked about glowingly last week in Charlotte, the ACC standing academically is as good as any other Power 5 conference. That's great. So then your primary mission as a university can still be fulfilled, even without us having a relationship together, right? Because isn't that what it's about first? If it's about the kids and about the students, you guys will be fine. But we are defining, via our own board of trustees meeting, that athletics matters greatly to us. So much so that if we've got to go to court with you, it sounds like they want to do it. Sounds like. But they got to go ahead and vote that and do that themselves. Z-Chan, thanks so much, brother. Man alive. That's kind. And thanks to all of you who are watching and listening. We greatly appreciate it. Holy Jesus. <laughs> the amount of coverage provided recently by the War Chant staff is second to none. Love you guys. It's a great day to be a Noel. Thanks, Z-Chan. Appreciate you very, very much. Uh, that's awfully kind of you to say. We're trying, man. We're trying. It's been a busy time, but a good time and a fun time. It's, it's, it's a great thing to be able to document all of this for uh, my fellow Noles and for people who love college football and people who care uh, about the the overall landscape of the game and all of that, it's going to be a fun season to, to get to do this job. Uh, I'm always thankful and grateful uh, that we get to do what we do for a living. It's um, there's not really a week that goes by where at some point I don't think this is awesome. I have been doing what I would have done already <laughs> my whole life and getting paid for it. This is amazing. This also. I understand the seriousness of the way that that needed to be covered 10 years ago. But this reminds me of the Jameis situation in that when we're done, when you hang up the cans and you're on the yeah, beach and you're retired, on yeah. this one is going to come up and come to memory pretty quickly. There would be working through the pandemic, the Jameis situation where the eyes of and ears of ESPN, they were patched into our broadcast yeah, equipment was funny. Was funny. every day. Every day, yeah. That was strange. And then now. You could, it was State. like the FBI. You could hear them. 
You could hear them. You could hear them. I could see the modulation on their systems. Yeah, yeah, you know, it was they, crazy. They didn't even ask permission. I was yeah. like, what is that code? They're just listening to us. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I'd get home and somebody would be like, you were on SportsCenter today. What? I was? Yeah, they played a whole clip they from your show. They pulled the audio. <laughs> That's in the broadcast agreement. Yeah. They can have it. Yeah, that was funny. Um, Melissa asks, Jeff, in any of the hits you did today, were you asked where Clemson is in this fight with us, if they even are? Uh, I was not, I, I've been, maybe in an ancillary way, that question has come up on some of the hits I've done. Who else is with Florida State? Plural. You know, and, and you can certainly cite the ones that were cited, uh, what was that, a month, when, when they were in Amelia the Island. Magnificent Seven. Yeah, the Magnificent Seven. You can cite the, that group of teams that are upset. I know nationally when Florida State came up yesterday on ESPN and they were talked about at least in terms of what the president and uh, what the athletic director and what the uh, chairman of the board had to say, um, they mentioned that Florida State was not alone in their frustrations. They specifically said North Carolina, Clemson, uh, Miami, uh, I think they said Virginia Tech and a couple of others. Probably yeah. Virginia, too. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're more valuable than Tech at this point. But well, well, very much so. You've got potentially you know, these institutions within the state. We know how it works here in Tallahassee, being in the capital city. You know, Things move faster in the legislation when Florida and Florida State alum want to work together on the Hill here. Yeah, imagine that. You know, the same way I think with NC State, North Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech. Yeah. Now, this guy is what he is. We all know what he is. But did you see what Feinbaum Yeah, yeah. Oh, suddenly Florida State has a landing spot in the SEC. Yeah, man, we knew that already. Sounds you know like why? He's getting out in yeah. front of it. Well, somebody told him. Correct. Yeah, somebody called him and said, hey, dumbass. Well, he let it slip. He said, now, Greg Sankey can't say anything, which, I mean, whoops. Yeah. Which is code for, I just talked to Greg Sankey today. <laughs> right, right. This is two months after he said Florida State is not as attractive as they think they are to the SEC. Of course, because that's but, what you do when you're a troll. Agreed. Which is, we know what he is, but it is that that it is guy... News. It is news. That it is news. that sure, guy sure. says that thing is noteworthy on ESPN's platforms. I mean, we all know what's going on here. Of course, and I think, again, I believe that more than what we talk about with an athletic director, a president, a board of trustees, chairman, uh, a coach, a player, a fan base, a city, a conference head, it's the networks, man. It's the networks. It's not those guys. The networks are fighting over the valuable assets of college football as traditions fade and it becomes professional sports. And so what is what will grant you the largest television contract? What assets would allow you to do that? And though that is Fox, that is ESPN, and others who are getting into the game dictating the terms. Yeah, NBC wanted to upgrade from the Notre Dame package eh, to primetime Big Ten football. Okay, I like getting involved in that. They're splitting up, they're dividing, they're conquering. And one of the important things in the history of this round of realignment, I continue to believe, is when Texas and Oklahoma were able to move sooner to ESPN because it meant that Fox and ESPN are capable of picking up the phone and talking to each other. Of course they are. We know that. But sometimes when companies have rivalries like this and they're trying to build up their armament, they just go cold. See Florida State and ESPN recently. By all accounts, we weren't picking up the phone when the four-letter was calling. But it's important that the networks are willing to talk to each other because that means there's a greater puppet master game going on behind the scenes. That's And, and it's a healthy one. 
it, it stands to reason a lot of times when you watch an issue debated, any issue, that involves massive sums of money, <laughs> okay, there is a puppeteer, there is a master, there is somebody controlling the result. That's it's not conspiratorial. There's somebody controlling that. It's those you follow the money's real. So we can get caught up in this is what ESPN does with their stupid television show about you know where teams rank. The committee ranks somebody. I mean okay, right? We'll have to pay attention to that this year, I think. I guess. But I mean the whole thing, you know, that that's all engineered for ratings. It's all, it is what it is. You kind of just roll your eyes at it. It's nonsense. I don't even watch it. Most people don't anymore once they figured out what was going on. But that's, that's the game, right? There's a game being played with that. And there's a game being played here, a very serious one, a very serious one that affects people's lives. It affects the game. It affects future earnings. It affects coaches' salaries, facilities, arms races, all of it. It's a very serious game to pay attention to. And people want to – they want to embrace the traditions that are waning, that are fading, that are going away. You see it all the time. You see it in politics. You see it all the time. People are like, oh, can't accept that things have changed. They don't like it. People don't like change. Now, I will agree with those people that say, I'm going to miss what college football was or the illusion of what college football was. Yeah, me too. Me too. I liked having different conferences and different regions, regions of the country represent different ways of playing the game and different fan bases and different traditions. It's what made college football unique. It's what made college football different from the NFL. Uh, completely agree. But if you're pragmatic and you understand that there's no going back, then you better get with the getting, as I say. You better find a way to the money trough and move on, big shooter, because that's where we're at. Now, people might choose to not watch the game. They might. More likely, they're going to watch the game. Yeah, they're, they're <laughs> going to watch the game unless football itself is somehow usurped by something else, a different sport. And you can live in that world where college football is what it was, and you can live in that neighborhood. You know who's going to be your neighbor? Jim Phillips. Jim Phillips will be your neighbor in that neighborhood. And you guys can celebrate the day they come once a week to pick up the trash. And dream of the gated communities beyond the hill that house Florida State, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Southern Cal, Texas, and Oklahoma, right? Have a big conversation about how well Marshall played yesterday. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back guaranteed because with ebay motors you're burning rubber not cash with all the parts you need at the prices you want it's easy to make your car the mvp and bring home huge wins keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eligible items only exclusions apply hello there podcasters oh don't worry i won't prattle on for two minutes like i do with some of the other reads zaxby's doesn't demand it of me <laughs> Zaxby's like, look, just tell everybody that we have the best chicken sandwich in all the land. That's easy. I can do that. I can attest to that. A delicious, thick, juicy, tasty 
Zaxby's Chicken Sandwich is where it's at. Of course, the strips are a given. You like the strips. We get the strips on game days. The platters are lifesavers. Mm-hmm. If you're going to a party, a pool party, say, this summer, and what do I bring? Just bring a beer giant thing. No. and Zaxby's. Worry about the beer. You bring the Zaxby's, you're going to be the hero. Just uh-huh. make sure you get all the sauces, too. They've got like 97 sauces, and they're all delicious. I don't know if you guys know this. There are 27 Zaxby's in Tallahassee alone. 27. You can't miss them. I think that's true in general in every city in America. They're like so, peach trees in Atlanta. They're everywhere. Look around. Find you a Zaxby's and get after it. By the way, your Tallahassee Zaxby's a proud Golden Chief booster for 18 years. Go Knowles. Chef Cambridge 93.3 Real Talk Radio or Chan TV. Good Thursday to you. We'll be out at football practice later today. Fun to say out loud. Fun to say out loud over and over again. We'll be at football practice today. I'm going to say it again. We'll be at football practice today. Isn't that great? There is the matter of football. There is the matter of the actual football to be played, the games to be played. Florida State picked a really good time to put their best foot forward, meaning they picked a good time to stop sucking. You, uh, If you're certainly trying to make yourself attractive, it helps to get your life together, get in shape, eat the right things, work out, look good, read a book. Get enough sleep. Do yourself uh, the honor of being your best self. Florida State's best self is national championship contending. That's when they're operating, as I like to say, at peak efficiency. And when they're operating at peak efficiency, unlike Wake Forest, Florida State can play for national titles. And uh, let's, let's see if we get another step closer this year to being that thing, that entity, that peak efficiency. It's a different challenge for Mike Norvell. It's a different challenge for this team this year than a year ago. Last year, sort of the edict, last year, the, uh, the, the marching orders from us as fans read, please stop sucking. That's all it was. You slipped them a piece of paper at practice and said, that's it, Mike. The fans wanted me to pass this message along to you. Please stop sucking. Five and seven or three win seasons are not getting it done. I can't stand this. Make it stop. That was it. That was it. And he did. He did. Not only did he, they were better than people thought they were going to be. Outkicked the coverage. Did even better than people thought. Became nationally recognized as a program going places again, which led to these offseason expectations which are now great. You go from that's a bad football program with a fractured locker room and not a lot of talent. Rudderless, wayward, awful to man. They may have 12 guys drafted this year. They won 10 games a year ago. They have a Heisman candidate at quarterback. They should compete to win the ACC. One good season did that. Now, in truth, as we all know, the work behind the scenes was building to that one good season. There was a lot more to it than just the one good season. But the one good season is why nationally Florida State is talked about. It's why Florida State is thought of as a legitimate contender to win the national championship. This is a debate amongst all of us. How many teams at the beginning of any season truly have a shot to win a national title? I will tell you that a year ago, I was stunned by the answer. 
I typically am much more uh, pessimistic. I don't mean about us. I mean about teams that have a legitimate shot to win a national title. Tom usually would say probably one or two more teams than I would. I don't know. Whoever it is you're having the discussion with might say four or five or six teams more than I would. I usually look at any given season and say, there's about three, maybe four teams. And for a long time, I said, and I argued, that's bad for the sport. A lack of real competition at the top end is not good. For years, it was the bane of women's college basketball. There were two good teams and everybody else was ass. Everybody else you looked at could be beaten by four bums at the Y. But now you look at women's college basketball, and the reason it's better is not only the quality of play is better, the women are getting better because there's a lot more of them at a young age playing basketball because it's the opportunity to play professional basketball. Like, that's a thing now. It wasn't when I was growing up. And so now you see the quality of play is better. There's 10 to 12 teams that are pretty good in college basketball in a given year. I still don't watch women's basketball. I think it sucks. But lots of other people disagree with me. Good for them. And I will admit that in the tournament, more than two teams, more than UConn, (laughs) can win it. And that's good because you want competitive balance. College football was getting in a bad place. It was pretty much Alabama, Alabama, and Alabama. Sprinkled in with a little LSU and occasionally an Ohio State. That was kind of it. We were really looking at a dark place. Any given year, you might find one or two other teams. Somebody has to go to the playoffs. Somebody's got to get their ass kicked by Alabama. Somebody's got So Clemson stepped up big time. That was good. Florida State did briefly, too. Last year, TCU getting to the national championship game was a revelation. They weren't even picked to finish in the top three of their conference, which isn't a good conference. (laughs) So... That was kind of amazing, right? That was like, oh, okay, good for you, college football. Now, I'll grant you, when they got there and they had their opportunity, they got beat by 400 points, and they were never competitive. It was over in five minutes. But they got there. But they got there, and that was a team you would have never picked to get there. It was amazing, right? Amazing. You had to win a playoff game to do it. Yeah, beat Michigan. So, good on you. That was great. Um it showed that maybe that list of teams is a little bit deeper. And so I'd put Florida State on the list of teams. I don't think Florida State's going to win the national championship. I'd be somewhat surprised if Florida State, somewhat, not a lot, not very, not not aghast, not shocked, but I'd be somewhat surprised if they make the college football playoff this year. I think. I think I would be. For all... For all of the confidence I have in this offense to be elite, I'm still not there with the defense. So I'm still in a show-me mode with the defense. I think all the pressure this year is on the defense. Adam Fuller, Randy Shannon, those guys have got to show up. they got to produce. It's got to be a good season for this defense, or else we need to be looking for other coaches on that side of the ball. Especially because neither of them are good recruiters. So that, that's uh, an important thing, and we'll see. Maybe they get there. They might. And I, I, I would say that if I issue that challenge and state that publicly, that's not a way of me saying they won't do it. I'm not saying they can't do it. I think they have the ingredients to do it. I think they could step up tremendously, and then that question is answered. 
and all of a sudden you feel very good about where we're at for the next five years, really. All of a sudden you're thinking, well, they're recruiting on a whole new level. They, these guys on game day proved they could do it. The defense got better every year, that kind of thing. You're having a very different discussion. How many teams do you think can win the national championship? Uh, first blush, more than in a typical year because there's a lot of quarterback turnover at the top. So you've got your usual suspects. That's Ohio State, Clemson, Alabama, Georgia. That's no particular order because Georgia would be at the top. We're in the conversation this year, 100%. And I don't know what to make of the rest of the top 10. If this was a year in which Bryce Young was coming back and several other quarterbacks that were Heisman caliber were coming back to Ohio State, Stetson Bennett was returning to Georgia, then maybe I wouldn't entertain the discussion that it could go six or eight deep. But TCU's example has to give you pause, as you said. So you've got to allow for the possibility of a fourth team coming out of nowhere to be a college football playoff participant. I've delayed long enough. I don't know, maybe six, six or seven. I can't name them all, though, because I, I think it's more of an open field this year. Last year's top ten at the end of the season, after that thorough ass-kicking that Georgia laid on TCU, read as such. It was Georgia, TCU, Michigan, Ohio State, Alabama, Tennessee, Penn State, Washington, Tulane, and Utah. Mm-hmm. Get the hell Penn State, Michigan. I mean, you know, the Big Ten could produce three different playoff teams this year, which is not typical for the Big Ten. That's that's a recent thing, so good for them. I think they're getting rid of the divisions in the near future. I, I don't know if this is the first year of that, but they could produce three different teams could make it in that one Big Ten spot, maybe two if, if all the chips fall right. Georgia, absolutely. Alabama, absolutely. Tennessee is intriguing to me. Fun team. Because you're going to find out if – the offense was a Hendon Hooker thing, or or is it? No, they're good. A hypo thing. Yeah, I think it's a hypo thing, man. Yeah, I think it's a it's a hypo thing. Remember, they for less we forget uh, they pasted Clemson, and there's a lot. I know they lost a lot. I know they lost a lot of talent, but they pasted Clemson last year, and I think that's a team that's pretty fun. Pretty fun. I think Tennessee will be a good team. They are. Uh, I see USC in the chat. That's fair if they can play defense. But they, they never do. You know, Riley never does. They had two cracks at Utah who they should wipe the floor with and if they, they could play do. replacement level defense. Replacement level. But they can't. People need to stop sleeping on Utah. It's my squad. You think they can make the playoff? What a story that would be. Utah pisses me off because they're good enough to beat Southern Cal, you know, badly. Like, dominate them. Mm -hmm. And then they're, you know, they're capable of losing to Florida. Come on, man. So. But that's even more of an indictment on USC. Yeah. Come on, man. Yeah. Uh, But they, but I'll give Utah a lot of credit, man. They're good every year. That's a good coach. That's a good program. And now they're going to be a Big 12 program. Pac-12's like, thanks for coming over and kicking all of our asses for a few years. Sorry we couldn't stay open. Is that right, though? Utah would be a part of the the fray? Well, if the Pac-12 goes away, yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes, they would. Is the most staunch Pac-12 defender as of, like, 24 hours ago. What can they Utah. do? Like, they yeah. just join the conference, and they're winning it every year. They're going to be like, what are we like it here? This is great. Where are you going, like, guys? Stop. This party's just getting started, everybody. Sorry, we've been mismanaged for years. We've got to close our doors. The food's good, though. 
it is. It is. It is good, but people aren't showing up. It's Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. This podcast is sponsored by Monarch Money. Are you saving to reach your financial goals? Reaching those goals isn't just about getting more money, but by managing what you have. And the best way to manage your money? Monarch Money. Monarch Money is a new kind of finance app that's intuitive, powerful, ad-free, and takes the headaches out of budgeting. Try it free when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. Monarch puts all your accounts, investments, transactions, and finances at your fingertips. With a complete view of your finances, you'll gain insights on your spending and find new ways to save. Plus, Monarch lets you customize your dashboard, collaborate with your partner, set custom budgets and goals, and track your progress toward them. See why Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and loving it, and why the Wall Street Journal named Monarch Money the best budgeting app overall. Get a 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash podcast. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H money.com slash podcast for your free trial. Monarchmoney.com slash podcast. What just happened? <laughs> I think our pal uh, Greg Tish was running his Spotify and he didn't realize he was running it on our computer. <laughs> like, this isn't left of the dial. Uh, this is not the replacement snow. It's a very angry version of left of the dial. Yeah, no, that's not it. <laughs> so I heard that. I closed the proper Spotify window, and voila, sound went away. Hey, by the way, um, I, well, one negative to football starting is I have 15 emails about a fantasy football league that I hate. I kind of think I hate fantasy football. Because I don't have time. It's the time thing. It's the time. It's not the people. Well, in some of the leagues, it's the people. Some of the leagues. The people. There's a lot of leagues, man. And when fantasy football was the thing that everybody did, I jumped in. Both feet. Let's go. Let's do this. I like to gamble. I'm in. And then, you know, like years later, you just play in these leagues because you always did. And you're kind of like, yeah, like, sure, yeah, yeah, no, I guess I'll do it again. When's our draft? Really? So Wednesday at midnight? What? Who's up at midnight? So there it is, right? That happens, and you're kind of like, I guess I got to do it. I don't even remember this guy, Steve. Am I friends with this guy? Who is Steve? Anybody know Steve? This is a natural part of life, though. It's like um, donating clothes that might have gotten you know too small on your boys. You right. Know, that you can't hand me down. There's nobody else to hand it down to, so you bring those to the shelter. Or you clear out your garage with maybe a chair that you haven't used in, in a long time. Yeah, maybe. And it's just this purge. I think there's a cycle with fantasy football where that happens for everybody. You got to purge your leagues. So whittle it down to a league or two. I've been in one since 2001. Yeah, I'm not leaving that league. No, I, I'm in a league that I love. There is a league that I love. Former producer extraordinaire Matt Millar is in that league. It's a great league. Mutual friends. Bob, Joey, Steve, all these guys that we like, they're all in that league. That's a fine. former sponsor right. is in that league. Yeah, I'm in, I'll always be in that league, big fan of that league. That's fine. That's the league. That's my league. All right? But the rest of the leagues, I'm thinking a purge is coming. I may have to make that call. It's, it's a time crunch because if you're going to do it right, you got to spend yeah. the time. That's the thing. Well, what happens, though, what I don't like is that you – so you say yes to all these leagues because you're like, it's fun once you're in it and you're doing all these things. It's great. It's not. But then – yeah, but then the problem is 
then the problem is you, you don't give it your all because that's not the league that you love. The one league you love, you're prepping for. You're locked in. You're like, oh, he got traded. That's right. He's going to be in. And, oh, that's yeah. – Hackett's offense is a good – okay, I like it. Yeah. You know, you start doing that, right? But all the other leagues, you really don't pay attention. You're like, oh, who's best available here? Okay, I'll take so-and-so. And you're like, he kind of sucks. Why did I do that? I'm going to lose money in this league. This is dumb. Right, and we all know the guy, and we've all been the guy, I believe, who says, well, in my other league, you know, it's like, this isn't good news for me, but you know what? In my other league, that is good news because I do have Julio Jones. You know, that's what it was about five, six years ago for me when Julio is taking the Bucks to task, <laughs> and I'm thinking, oh, that's awesome because you're yeah, just so I'm conflicted. winning, but yeah. And then in my other league, my opponent has Julio. So I'm like, so what am I supposed to make of this? What am I? He's killing my team. I'm mad. The league I care about, he's going off for 60 points in the first half. Good news. And then the higher money league that I don't care as much about, he's going for 42 against me. Like, yeah, no, I'm going to eliminate all the other much. leagues. I, I actually, one of the leagues I'm in, I I won the day, or I think finished second, I think, in the in the money. And I don't even like the league. I mean, I don't even pay attention right. to it. This is where straight gambling on the oh, games. Oh, that's right. Betting on the games, just man. easier. Wait, uh, how about totals? You know, Mike Evans, over under 68 and a half yards receiving. Oh, he's playing the Saints. I'm going under. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. Simple. Briley, it's kind of the people, Jeff. You'd play all the leagues if there were no people to inconvenience you. <laughs> this person keeps asking oh, me things. It's, it's the cold sweat the morning after Florida State plays an 8 p.m. kick. You're shaking off the cobwebs. You're spending time with the family, doing whatever you need to do Sunday morning. And, you know, you're five minutes until roster freeze. You go, oh, my God. And then your cell signal doesn't work because you're in the car. I, I mean, can't get this to pull up. It's just too much. What do you need? You mean you need my login. I've always been logged in. Why? Right. What, what is my code? Right. Yeah. There's the roster freeze. There's my zero. Mm-hmm. Glad I didn't switch my kicker. Going to take week. an ass kicking here. Yeah, so that's the one negative football starting. That's it. That's the only one I could find. I was trying to think of them. I was like, what, what negatives are there? I'm busy, really busy. That's, that's okay. That's a good kind of busy. I don't like having to be somewhere doing something every second of every day that happens in football, which we do, but I, like my, I love my job, so that's just the way it works. Um, then I, I thought, well, what else? And then I was, oh, yeah, fantasy football. I'm in a lot of leagues I don't care for. It used to be when I opened up the app or in the original days, go to the website, cbssportsline.com, to go look at my fantasy team. You know, as the page is loading, you're like, oh, right, yeah, come yeah. on, let's, come on. let's yeah, see let's what happens. Yeah. Now it's on College Football Saturday. We're doing a pregame show. might be 5 o'clock. Hey, wait a minute. 3.30 window started. What's going on at halftime? Got a couple first half numbers. Yeah. Got a couple. And that loading screen gives me the same joy that the CBS Sports line used to all those years ago. I like to pick up, I like to pick up my phone and then pull up my bookie and say, I'm going to bet $400 on Ohio State today. And when I hit send, I go, I feel a little something. I feel I feel alive. Uh, should I'm I like, have done that? No, no, I never you do know that. what? I always go, yes. You never have the, the momentary, I don't, I'll, you know what? Yeah. 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 Uh, you're going to do it. You're going to do it like a man. And you're going to send that in because you know that's the right pick. I don't know if there still is this style. I think I ask this question every year, and the mm. chat probably knows. You remember smallworld.com? my favorite fantasy sports source. This was AOL 1.0. I don't remember it at all. So you draft players under a salary cap to start the league, and every week their stock goes up or down. Their value goes up or down. So you got in under the number, but then your players either become more valuable or Or less less valuable, valuable. Yeah. and then that's what you can do to spin with free agency. 
is well, that's pretty cool. You know, you've either lost money or made money. I like that system. Yeah, yeah. I think I would have probably embraced that one. I would have been okay. I'm in on this. I like this. I was in a very complicated baseball league. We got credit for holds and everything else. It was like a big to do. Yeah, I mean, it was a big to do. Yeah, I mean, there were serious numbers to look at here. It just became too much. It just became that too much. That was the big one that you and director yeah. every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, I needed his help because I didn't have time, and I know he's he's locked into baseball all the time. I love baseball too, but he really, really watches it, and I was like, okay, well, I need some help on some of these middle relievers. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who these ba- <laughs> Baseball fantasy is crack, man. And that is the crack. If I didn't of, have a job or kids, yeah, I'd be all in on some fantasy no, baseball. I don't mean crack is good. I'm saying crack is no, whack. No, no. Like, it's not good. Well, no, there's some good. It's like Wednesday, and you're like, oh, look at that. They're calling up their yeah. Oh, I'm fourth on the waiver yeah, list. you got to jump on it quick. Every damn day. The highlight of my baseball uh, fantasy was grabbing Mike Trout at 12.37 a.m., finding yeah. out that he was being called yeah. up, Director Matthew yeah. texting me, and then me getting on the screen before any of the other guys in my league because they're asleep. They're all older than me. You stupid sons of bitches. I got him. <laughs> I was like, get you some. They awoke to the news that this guy had stolen Mike Trout from underneath their noses. So, <laughs> <laughs> And dropped some bum to bring him up. The one thing is, you recall this as we were on our way to New Orleans last year, we stopped over to Sportsbook in Mississippi. We did. Imagine that. Somebody, we stopped at a Sportsbook together Somebody to f- gamble. Somebody fell into my chair because she was overserved at these Blitz. slot machines. Blitz. That woman was yeah. done dealing. But do you remember when I was live wagering, because I see P. Simpson says it's not for the softies. That's no. right. Live wagering gotta, is for, yeah. that's for the grown men. Yeah. You got to buck up. The guy butchered it twice at the register. Do you remember that? I tried to get a number, I, I, and he couldn't understand something basic. That was weird. You work at a betting establishment, sir. This is what people come here to do, to gamble all the ways. All the ways one can gamble, they do it here because it's legal. And now my man is standing across from you asking for a very simple bet. It was Penn State and I forget oh, who. that was a crazy game. That's yeah. when the quarterback for Penn State sucked. It was Clifford. Again. And, yeah. Was it West Virginia? Clifford I forget who it They was. lost the game because of Clifford. Oh, no, they came back and won the game. They came back and won the game, but they didn't cover because Clifford's a bum and he threw right. like six picks. But yes. the guy gave me a team total instead of game total on the live. My man, I want the live. And basically the explanation he gave me was too bad. No, be, you were like, no, no, no. No, no, too bad, nothing. So it stuck, but the ticket hit. So I, when we were done, yeah. I walked up there and I gave him a death stare and I said, I'll take my money. Yeah. And by the way, you screwed this up. Right. Thank you. And he goes, oh, I guess you got the right thing. I said, no, I would have hit it in the third quarter if you gave me the team over, the, the game over. But sure. <laughs> P. Simpson, never check except line changes. You will get boned. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. It's that time of year. The heavy season commences. Now, it's hard to remember that we're entering into the heavy season, everybody. Make sure you get over to Orange Theory Fitness and get your workout on daily because this is heavy season. You're going to need to hit that treadmill. You're going to hit the rower. You're going to need to do all this because it's out of your control. I don't blame you. You have an addiction. It's not your fault. It's in your genes. The weather begins to change. The football is on. The beer is cold. The food is delicious. There are a lot of park-your-ass days out there. Even if they're not, they are. That's right. Hour number two forthcoming. Stay with